The views and opinions in the following program are not those of The Dennis Daniels Show, The Altis Explosion Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, or its affiliates. There are a couple of old right-wingers who leave their left-turn signal on all the time. Welcome to the Dennis Effect Podcast. And now, your hosts, Dennis and Dennis. The views and opinions in the following program are not those of The Dennis Daniels Show, The Altis Explosion Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, or its affiliates. There are a couple of old right-wingers who leave their left-turn signal on all the time. Welcome to The Dennis Effect Podcast. And now, your hosts, Dennis and Dennis. And welcome to the Dennis Effect Podcast. I'm Dr. D. I'm a Fabby Whitey. And with us here, we have our producer, Double D. Say hi to the folks, Double D. Hi to the folks, Double D. <laughs> yeah, always, always one with a with the snappy comeback. So, say, so, hey, Slappy Doc, how you feeling, man? I'm not doing too bad. I'm just kind of like uh, just rolling around in my head, all this stuff going on over the past week or so, you know. Yeah. Politics, the sports world. Yeah, you well, know, you know, weather, I, you know, you name it. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, yeah, I hurt myself this weekend. Yeah, what'd you do? I was uh, 
trying to listen to a Queen song, trying to do my Freddie Mercury impersonation. Got to hurt your throat real bad, brother. It wasn't my throat that's hurting, bro. <laughs> oh, what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that lower, what, you know. It's got to be careful where I, how I sit. You oh, know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, there, you know. You know, when it's somebody to love, when it's like, the high note, it's just... So uh, what is new? Well, you know, we had the big old, uh, you know, whoop-de-doo about uh, Donald Trump here the last couple of days, uh, talking about those four horsemen, you know. Oh, the tweets that he did that he didn't mention by name. Yeah, but we all know he's talking about now, man. Everybody knew. But I wish Donald would get his right, his the stuff right, man. Three of them chicks were born in America, man. Yeah. They have Bruce Springsteen out there taking up for him in a minute. <laughs> yeah, the, you know the well, sometimes you know. You lose you lose continuity when you when you're doing stream of thoughts. Yeah, I, I like I, I like the idea that he's going after them though, because them them chicks are messed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, uh, I, I, they're they're gonna do a poll. They're gonna do a lot of polling here. You know, as you know, CNN and the. In the Quinnipiac, you know, it is a poll from every angle of the country, you know. Now, whatever you're trying to poll, you'll find somebody who can poll it for you. But well, our poll this week is going to be what? Oh, uh, was it? Uh, uh, oh, come on, we had something it. good now. We had it here. Well, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll come back on that here. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll we're, we're going to get back with you folks. We'll get back on that poll question. Everybody, can, this is going to be a, a participation. Yeah. Show, and, you know? uh, um, the so, uh, so what's cooking with the uh, with the with the uh, Democratic uh, bunch all together? You know, we we, we lost well, track for our last show. Yeah, on our way on the way down tonight, it was uh, uh, Omar, the tent maker or whatever she calls herself. Uh, she was she's oh, calling for she's calling for Trump's impeachment. Now she calls that's, a, that's a, yeah she called for impeachment. Now that's a new. That's she, one she to, calls herself the tent maker. Well, Omar, you know. Did she actually call herself that? Though? That's like stereotyping so. herself, ain't it? Could be. Yeah, that, wow, man. Maybe that's better than Camel Rider. Yeah. Or something, but you know? I think just the fact that she came up with the original idea, like, let's impeach the president. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, she just thought of that, huh? Yeah, we haven't heard that one before. No, I mean, that's no. kind of... No, well, uh, that's, that's when they want to impeach the president. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's going to fly over like the Led Zeppelin, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But AOC, man, she's taking over. It's going to be like her and oh. Nancy Pelosi is going to have to have a throwdown. I mean, seriously. You know, I'm thinking kind of a... You you know, like a WWE cage match to where, you know, whoever whoever climbs <laughs> over the top of the cage. But if you're familiar with wrestling, you know, Nancy Pelosi would be like the fabulous Mula. And, um, and you know. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Double D? You think that would, that she would be no, like the no. famous? Pelosi seems like the kind of person who would have, like, a, have girls working for her at her employee, you know. Because apparently that's, that's one of the rumors going around. We'll see that if Mula had a... Uh, Sex, sex trafficking thing with uh, some of the other female wrestlers, but she was a a pimp. Well, you know, uh, Nancy would shove uh, AOC over towards the ropes, and then one of Nancy's uh, girls around the ring would grab her by the legs, pull her down, <laughs> kind of pull her down. Yeah, and, yeah you, you so know, Miss and uh, that May Young, them was two uh, yeah dirty nasty like, old ladies, boy. But just remember the one rule of wrestling: if the ref didn't see it, it didn't happen. Oh well, you know, wrestling is is just. Real. <laughs> well, <laughs> real to me, darn it. Let me tell you something about wrestling, brothers and sisters. Get in a ring with a real wrestler, a pro wrestler. He will tear you to pieces. And also, wrestling is scripted. We know that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a show. It's entertainment. But 
Those are some of the most physically gifted athletes you're ever going to see. The stunt work that they do in there without killing each other. That's and, true. And they're injured all the time. These guys got back. I mean, these people throwing each other off the top rope. They say, oh, that's fake. Oh, really? That's fake? You're coming 15 feet in the air. You're landing on a, although the ring does give a little Canvas, bit. Other, yeah. Otherwise, you'd break your back. Uh, uh, so, you know, so. you got to have some kind of give on that floor. But, you know, it's amazing what these yeah. people do. Coming off the top of the rope, doing triple somersaults, landing on top of each other. It's yeah. truly amazing why they don't. You don't see more people right there on the show breaking arms and legs. Yeah, you kind of wonder. And I did tell the boys when we were growing up when they started getting into it. I said, now, boys, you got to remember one thing. If if you're out in the schoolyard and somebody comes in and puts a knee into your into your neck, you're not getting back up. Dude, I'm telling you. you. Know, so, you know, so I, you know, as long as the parents well, kind of give their... Well, I've been watching wrestling since I was a little kid. You know, when we were yeah. little kids, my, my grandma and grandpa wanted us to wrestle in front of them because they love wrestling. So they'd give us some money if we'd get down the floor and roll and wrestle. So we carried that all the way. I'm carried all the way through my life. Like I would drop kick my brothers right out of the bed, man. <laughs> but, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah. so, um, was, that, was, that, was that move called the good night? So much for that. I, I don't know what it was. Before we continue, I do want to send out some thoughts and prayers to the great Harley Race. Uh, he's currently been hospitalized for some unknown health ailments. Mm. He was traveling to a meet and greet happened this weekend in uh, down in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. He's been uh, having some, he, has, he wasn't feeling so hot, so uh, he's currently battling uh, lung cancer. So mm-hmm. they are just, uh, there's our thoughts and prayers to go with the the great king of professional wrestling. Yeah, he was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So is he, is he telling the doctors and nurses to bow your head in servitude? <laughs> he was a good one, though. Yeah, he was. He was pretty good. Right, well, he's not dead. He's just, he's just he's he's probably not dead. Well, but he was a good wrestler. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The matches between him and, and uh, Flair, you know, those are just some of the uh, most iconic matches in but wrestling you, But you know, Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair, yep. she is just like her daddy. She's actually, got the walk. She's got the woo. Actually, actually, Dennis, I have a theory about Charlotte. Deep beneath Titan Towers in Stanford, Connecticut, WWE was looking to turn a, a weak three-pound female calf into a genetic, pretty much the equivalent of Captain America. So using that same super soldier serum, they took Rick's pale, frail, weakly 75-pound daughter and turned her into the Captain America of pro wrestling that we know today, the over-six-foot muscular Charlotte Flair. And boy, she would kick your butt. But she don't have. I, but she don't have no. She would kick your butt, but she don't have no butt. No, now, she, she doesn't need a butt. She's really yeah. hot, other than she don't have a butt. <laughs> 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 uh, my sister Kane were watching uh, some of the WrestleMania lead up, and they're fighting, and she is. She kicks a car window, and she's standing up while doing it. She kicks in a car window yeah. by lifting. Her leg. She, uh, she just used some fulcrum. That's all. She, no, 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 no. She is that tall. She's a big girl. She's a big she, girl. She'd beat up most men. But anyway. Anyway. So, uh, I, you know what? Do you have any pet peeves, man? I, I was thinking about Dave. Oh, Some yeah. of my pet peeves. I was trying to get a little list in my head about mm-hmm. four or five things that really uh, you know, burn me. Or I can tell you right, one right now. Pop culture pet peeves. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Why is it certain bands in the halls like Paul Revere and the Raiders? Tommy James, Three Dog Night. Okay. You know, why aren't these guys in the hall yet? You know. Well, I, it's not so much who ain't in the hall that bugs me. It's who's in the well, hall that, that bugs that, me. That's, that's what bugs me. All that these acts in. that aren't even rock and roll acts. In yeah, the hall I mean, of okay, Donna Summers in. 
Okay, she was good, but she was now, disco, now, not now, rock. Now, now, now. Let's, let's break this down. There's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's Pop Rock Hall of Fame. There's, you know, Crossover Hall of Fame. But no, no, yeah. don't put certain groups into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that aren't Rock and Roll. Yeah. And then leave certain groups out. I think, yeah. Did the Moody Blues just get in finally, or are I they think still on the outside looking I at? think they've been in. Can you check? I think they got in. I, but I'll I, I tell you, Amanda, I'm, I'm still wondering how they got in. And uh, how they got in so early. Now, maybe they've been around longer than I thought, but Green Day. <laughs> They're in the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold it. Well, not to, not to take away from the point, but I, I just read on a billboard that James Hinkey, who was a former Rock and Roll Hall of Fame curator, passed away last week at age 65. Oh, well, condolences to his family. Yeah, but still. Moody Blues. Let me tell you something. These rock and roll guys are do- dropping like flies. <laughs> right. Well, it was, uh, 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 what was it, uh, Greg Giraldo? Greg Giraldo on one of the roasts said it. Talk about the, uh, uh, the, uh, it was Larry the Cable, all those guys, the, uh, yeah. what tour they called themselves at that time? The Blue Man, or the, the Blue Collar Group. The Blue Collar Group. He goes, you guys are like rock stars. And by that I mean old and and uh, boring and filled but, but, with syphilis. But you know, some some guys go on forever and ever and ever, like yep. Steven Tyler and uh, and uh, Keith and Richards, the, the the true phenom, the true phenom, yep. Mick Jagger. Come on, the guy gets heart surgery and a week later hey. he's back on the stage jumping around. What is, uh, what is that boy on? I want to start taking some of that stuff. Yeah, the, uh, the Moody Blues were inducted last year into the. Well, it's about darn okay. time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just kind of like a, yeah, like it's the a, Turtles. It's, it's more like the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame now. Yeah. Uh, it's the way they're yeah. leaving. The Turtles. Now. Yeah. Turtles had a good run there. I mean, they did some. Well, I, see, I like to look at the, the older ones, you know, like, did you have a super impact in some way? And uh, and then there's guys that have had, had big yeah. impacts that ain't in there, you know? Yeah. But, but I mean, like, you know, like Three Dog Night. They had, they had three number ones. They had like 10 or, 10 or 13 top tens. Even though they didn't write any of their songs, but neither did Elvis. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is probably run by a bunch of ultra liberals that probably don't even remember old rock and roll or nothing like that. Or even the the 70s or 80s, they're all caught up into this current pop rock stuff. And that's kind of what they're saying. They're saying that a lot of these 60s bands that aren't in are probably going to get shut out because they're going to start moving to the 70s. In the 80s. Well, they won't like, know it because most of them are dead anyway. You know, maybe they maybe they should do like a like the baseball hall of fame, like a veterans committee. Yeah. You know, have pick two or three bands from from veterans. Yeah, but the trouble is, these baseball committee guys kind of live longer than these old rockers. <laughs> yeah. You have to start the well, veterans committee in the 50s. Unless Pete, you know, uh, you know, Pete probably won't be around to see him. See oh yeah, game. yeah. Pete will get in there once he's dead. Because yep. somebody will say, okay, now let's just look at his baseball credentials. Yeah. But he, yeah, he, he's, it's not a, it's not a Pete was his own worst enemy. I, I used to feel sorry for Pete, but I really don't anymore. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. Pete, he slit his own throat. He, the dude is on TV. He's back. They let him back in baseball. They let him back in. He's showing up at major baseball events. He's on the. He's, he's on. He's got a TV. Show. He's on TV. He's got a radio show. He's on the. He's just on the edge of maybe being back in where he's allowed to coach again. Maybe not manage, but coach. Yeah. What does he do? He admits he's right messing with a 15-year-old girl, and, yeah. and, and but he started it so because he filed a lawsuit against yeah. that John Dowd. Dowd and opened yeah. the whole can of worms back up. Yeah. So John Dowd having all kind of little 
cards in his deck. He yeah. said, oh, I, got, I got this 15-year-old girl. I'm going to break out on Pete now. <laughs> so, and yeah. so next thing you know, Pete's off TV, off the radio. He ain't going to no baseball events now. Uh, yeah. You know, he just, Probably he, still signing cards in Vegas. Yeah, but see, you know, he's his own worst enemy, you know. He's yeah. his own worst enemy. You know, Pete always he's, has been. He's kind of truly a... Uh, uh, it's really an American uh, tragedy. But let's face it, man, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, no doubt about it. And if you look at baseball only, Pete Rose is the first ballot Hall of Famer and should be unanimous. Yeah. But that's another story. Yeah. So, uh, Remember that time we sat right in front of Pete Rose at a wrestling show? Yeah. We, we were, actually, we were next to him like a couple uh, seats yeah. of like a couple of feet away. Oh, speaking of wrestling and Pete Rose, what about those great WWE events where Pete Rose was always messing with the Undertaker? Well, and actually, if I may correct you, uh, Pete Rose didn't mess with any of them. He, uh, I believe, his first appearance was at WrestleMania 15. He was harassing the audience when the Undertaker's brother King came out and gave him his uh, the infamous Tombstone pile driver, which. Uh, he then tried to get revenge at uh, WrestleMania 2000, dressed as the uh, Philly Chicken. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that didn't. I thought San the, San Diego, the San Diego Chicken, right? And that didn't work. Got what, was that again. was that Kane again? Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't the Undertaker. It was Kane. Actually, Undertaker's uh, yeah. brother. Yeah. Under Kane. <laughs> yeah, but Pete Rose, what a character, man! And he was willing to come in there and uh, get exposed and tombstone <laughs> later on the mat. You know, so and, you know, yeah. Pete Rose, three a three-sided enigma. Man. Well, actually, what's <laughs> funny is that Kane would go on to induct Pete Rose in the uh, 2004 Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. Oh. For WWE? Yep. Well, at least he's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, yeah. So you got the... Well, dude, right across the street from from the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is a Pete Rose Museum Hall of Fame. Right across the street from it. Wow. So you can leave one and go right over into Pete Rose. At least what? I've never been there now. I'm only told this. Right. But, uh, so, uh, correct me out there, audience, if that's not true. What's the, what's the tagline for the museum? The Pete Rose Museum. We'll bet you have a good time. Dude, I'm telling you right now, as they say, as many... What I heard as many people go in Pete Rose's than the other one. Or that's, that's odd, true. Or odds are you'll have fun. Oh, careful, Dad! I'm copyrighted. Oh, I didn't bet on baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know she was 15. Anyway, I mean, gambling has both things that Pete Rose loves: safe and bet. Well. Is that was there a punchline in this? <laughs> okay, 3D. Anyway, Pete Rose, hell of a baseball player. Pete Rose, the man. And eh, you make your own decisions about that. Anyway, yeah. so uh, we're like Charlie hustling. Yeah, he did some hustling, all right. Yeah. But, uh, but AOC, AOC, yeah, that's the, my girl, man. The, She's going to take over the Democratic leader the, Party. Leader of the squad. She's she's gonna take over. I call them the four horsemen. You have that member, the whole horsemen, death, pestilence, uh, so, pestilence, war. Yeah. yeah, these these more are trouble, man. I'm kind of thinking more like the uh, like the mod squad, you know, Pete, Lincoln, Julie, you know. But it's like uh, the, 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 the Donald, the Donald's got to get a good fact say when he tells them go back where you came from. That's Detroit, <laughs> Cincinnati, hey, the, the Presley well, chick from Cincinnati. Well, technically, he was when he said go back and fix your problems and you're where you came from, and then come back to me. So technically, he wasn't too well, far away there. Detroit's. I yeah. guess they still got some problems up there. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't tour the country. Well, I'm sure I don't they know. do. I don't know. Yeah. I want to get what I get off the top any of any TV. major cities run by Democrats is going to have problems. Yeah, that just seems to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah Actually, uh, Trump took to Twitter just uh, about a half hour ago about it. What's, what's saying, Twitter? 
We all know that AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. They hate Israel. They hate our own country. They're calling the guards along our border, the border patrol agents, concentration camp guards. They accuse people who support Israel as doing it for the Benjamins. What does it mean for America to have free health care for illegal immigrants? No criminalization of coming into our country. See how that works for controlling immigration. They talk about Israel like they're a bunch of thugs, not victims of an entire religion. They wanted to impeach President Trump on day one. Make him the face of the future of the Democrat Party. You will destroy the Democrat Party. Their policies will destroy our country. Lindsey Graham, SD. Need I say more? 3D, 3D. It is about the Benjamins. Benjamin Netanyahu. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's, right. that's, that's a good joke. Oh, wait, was that wait, a good joke or a bad joke? Hang on, I got it. That deserves a rim shot. <laughs> hey! <laughs> anyway. Our first right. sound effect of the new yeah. show. Anyway, right. back to AOC. You know, just like I said, I'm thinking, you know, kind of like, you know, like some kind of Charlie's Angels thing where they all kind of like, you know, they got the. Well, you know, here's, here's my deal on AOC. I, I'm 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 cool with the women. I'm cool with the with the, the, the women of color. I'm on, dude. I just want you to do this. If you're running for the for office and stuff, you're running because you're trying to represent the country and the people of the country. So do stuff that helps the country. Don't as soon as you get into office, go off on your your binge to impeach the president. Say I'm here to work with the president, although I don't like him. Let's try to work together. Let's get something done for the people. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't about that no more. Now here's here's the she was a bartender. Okay, I'm thinking because she's like this could, this will be our World War Two. And, I, and she's like, so obviously she's kind of misinformed right off the bat about history because maybe she don't realize we had a World War II already. Or maybe well, she, when she went to college, she was showing up to class every day with a hangover because she was bartending bar all night. And I, most of yeah. the bartenders I know, by the end of the shift, they're drunk. So anyway, so, so now the next day she's going to class. She's got a hangover. She ain't really learning much. She's really interested in politics, though, because she sees a way to move up in the world there. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if could she make a good drink? That's what I'm asking. I, yeah, I mean, you know, can she, you know, can she make a, you know, like a, a good Manhattan or? A, yeah. Or would you you ask for a martini and you get back a Bloody Mary or something? You know, <laughs> yeah. who knows what or, kind of drink she makes? Or no, with no no olive in it. Hey, where's know, the notch? But think about this: if you get Arcasio Cortez and you get Gildebrand. One's really heavy into the whiskey. The other one's a bartender. You get those two as your vice president and president. Yeah. Dude, the White House would be rocking. They would be rocking. Yeah, that would That'd be. be the place to go hang out. Because yeah. whoever's president could, or vice president, they could serve you up a good drink. They could rent out the rent out the turn a Lincoln room into a, a cocktail lounge and rent it out. You know, like the Clintons did. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to get interesting down there. But uh, you know, we got the the next series of debates coming up. Gonna be pretty interesting, you know. What's that coming up? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm misinformed. Maybe, maybe, some, maybe but, sometime in the fall, I would imagine. No, it's got to be coming up sooner than that. I don't know. It, 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 it's midsummer now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's watching. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, how about this? Uh, how about this, Megan Rapine? Oh, Rapino. 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 I got a real strong opinion about this. You know, okay. here's the deal. I, I honestly don't care about someone's, you know, gender or their what their sexuality is or what. That does not matter to me, especially because, you know, 
some of my greatest people that I've loved and admired in, in this world have been not straight. If I could use that, they've been something other than straight. Okay? Yeah. So it ain't nothing to do with that. But here's the deal. Don't put on the uniform representing the United States and then go out there and act like a disgusting, you know, whatever she is. Because with her mouth, I mean, the woman could join this, the, the Navy tomorrow, fit right in with the sailors because she tugs like one. And, and, and did you see the three of them? The three up front, Ali, I think it was Ali Long and her and another girl. They're dancing around. They got the American flag. Dude, they toss it right on the ground in front of them, and they're getting ready to step all over it. But another girl on the team runs up behind and grabs the flag and rescues it. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not good, man. And the girl has no respect. And if you don't like Donald Trump, that's cool. But you can still go up to the White House because the White House is an institution that, that, that represents everybody. Yeah. And, and, and so don't get all caught up in that. And my, my thing with the U.S. Tim is this. Uh, Worry more about athleticism and less about activism. That's what hey, I would say. That's catchy. If you want to be an activist, don't yeah. use my uniform, my, my country's uniform and my country's flag. You're wearing the flag, and now you're throwing it on mm-hmm. the ground. And plus, she called it the effing White House, okay? And she, she, to me, she's just totally, completely disgusting. So right. until Megan Rapinoe, I'm going to make this a proclamation to the world. I've supported the USA women's team up till now. 100%. But until she's gone off that team, I can't support them no more. And I'm going to tell you, if they don't wake up, there's some good women's teams right on their tail. It's going to give them some. Germany, the yeah. Netherlands, Sweden, mm-hmm. England, yeah. Australia, they're catching up real fast with the USA women. They better get their mind back on the focus of being athletes. Yeah. Uh, you know what I want to do? What's that? I want to start a GoFundMe page. Yeah. For Megan Rapino and her partner to send them on an expense paid trip to Iran or Iraq, kind of you know, let them let oh, them do yeah, a war. Oh, with, see how they treat pe- people or like let them see a war with Yeah, yeah. yeah right. If she thinks if she thinks the U.S. is well, the LBGTQ community thinks America's so bad. Yeah, I would say go take a tour of how women get treated and how gays yeah. get treated in foreign countries, especially yeah. in the Middle East. I'm thinking we could. I'm thinking we could raise some money. I'm sure there are some people that would. That would donate uh, donate a few sh- shekels here and there to. Uh, but, but we better be careful because we're touching on you know we gotta gotta watch what we say. The next thing that we'll be labeled as bigots, racists, uh, homophobes. Cool. They're, xenophobic. They're in, <laughs> yeah. Don't they call it that already? Uh, I probably do. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Anyway, yeah. all the way to the yeah. electric hey, chair. It's just like Rick. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm kind of like Andrew Dice Clay, you know. That, that's one of my heroes. Yeah. That's one of my superheroes. Yeah, you know, it's just, I can, like, where is he now when you're asking, you know, talking about all this? Because, you know, he could, he could, he could put across pearls. Boy, if Andrew Dice Clay came on the scene today, his career would last about one second. <laughs> one second. Or he'd be an underground. He'd be kind of like Red Fox was back in the early days. Yeah. When he was just in the night, but club. even the underground now is ultra liberal. Yeah. That's true. You go down there, man. Yeah. Know. The main, main thing is, you want to make money in comedy now. Uh, hate Donald Trump. Yeah, be Lenny Bruce. Oh, you'll get to, oh no, Lenny Bruce is like. Oh, but towards the end of Lenny Bruce's career, he kind of, lost, he kind of he lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. Most yeah. of our audience don't even well, know who Lenny Bruce is. Well, it's uh, uh, now with the late night, all the late night comedians, the well comedians, the late night uh, uh, philosophers. Because uh, that's what Johnny Carson Johnny Carson once said that comedians uh, some comedians come up with a uh, with this disease they become philosophers 
He was talking about George Carlin because at the end of George Carlin's oh, life, yeah. you know, George Carlin, he went from being the super funny hippie dippy weatherman to this to, way too social war. Yeah, way got, too political. Yeah, and it was just like my kind of comedy is Sam Kennison, totally crazy. I hated uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like you flip on a late night. These, you know, these you're thinking. Where's the comedy? Where's There's no comedy. where am I laughing here? Political political uh, overdue, man. Yeah, it's like but it's but all. You, but you know, that's just what you're going to have to get used to uh, until Donald Trump leaves office. It's like and uh, if you think it would stop if he got elected, you think it would stop then? Dude, His last four years no, would be, be even worse. Four more years of late night beat the press. Oh, it's just it's ugly out there, for, especially in politics. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, well, do do do. I did my anything else that's on your mind? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, are you giving us a? No, I am. Oh, because we're we're not prepared, man. I, I, I know he's gonna. We can edit this anyway. But see, we we're lagging, we're dragging. I know we ain't staying crisp because we ain't got. We I, I had these three topics and I I did the best I could with these. I mean, I don't want to go back and forth to AOC. I want to have our. See, that's why I say we what we have to do, Doc. We have to sit down and, and put our, our our show in order. Okay, this is what we're going to open with. This is our next story. This is our next story, and and then that way, if we have a gag line or something, we've kind of already got that into place. Well, I kind of you know I feel like right now like you're like Casey Kasem when he was melting down. I'm not melting down. Like, I'm just saying okay. I just I was sitting there and I was just lost. Like, <laughs> where do we go from here? Where well, do we go from here? Well, well, what do you got wrote down over there? Oh, you, well, I got some uh, time passages of people who died. Oh. We could maybe finish off with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, first one, uh, uh, Rip Torn. If you remember Rip Torn, oh, well, actor. No, well, wait a minute. So if this is going to be kind of ed- what we just said, that's all going to be edited out. Yeah. So now bring us back. Like, hey, okay. we're back here to the show. Are we ready? Okay. Hey, Dennis, you want to hear about uh, some of the people who have uh, left these uh, surly bonds of the earth and yeah, have man. moved on to the next uh, stratosphere? Anybody important? Well, maybe to to uh, to okay. those who loved them, they were. Oh, I'm sure. They at were. one time they were. At one time they were big, and then they sort of lost their, you know, or weren't big. They were sort of semi-successful, and then well, sort of dropped off the earth. Break them down. All right. Uh, first one, uh, Rip Torn. Oh, yeah. If you remember Rip Torn, oh, yeah. think, he was actor from the 60s I, I think, and 70s. I think a lot of people would remember Rip Torn. And he did. The, he was on the uh, Gary Shandling's Larry Sanders show. Yeah, yeah. He was his boss. I, I saw that he passed away. Yeah, yeah. passed away at the age of 88. That's a good long life. That's a good long life. He, uh, was, uh, he was then in the uh, first two Men in Black movies. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, yeah. right. He, he, he was in a he was in a lot of oh, movies oh, in the stuff, a lot of stuff. 60s nice. and the 70s. He was always there. Uh, another one, uh, Jim Bouton, speaking of baseball. You oh, remember yeah. Jim Bouton? Yankee pitcher. Yankee pitcher wrote that book, Ball Four, which kind of exposed About before it. that the baseball players, you know, the sports writers didn't bring out all their peccadillos. Yeah, he was and, a great Yankee pitcher. I remember him well, man. Yeah, and he wrote that book, and then he became persona non grata yeah. with everybody. everybody yeah. Nobody wanted to be around him. But up until that time, nobody had really, like, wrote books to yeah. expose the inner workings of yeah, the locker. I think, yeah, Mantle was hacked off at him, wouldn't talk to him anymore, mm-hmm. and... Okay, who you got and next? Things got worse when uh, Lance Armstrong wrote, wrote his book with a similar title, Ball One. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Artie Johnson. Oh yeah, the little hel- the little Nazi yeah. helmet guy in Laughing. Very interesting. Yeah, man. from Laughing, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. At his funeral music, they were doing a. 
And then they went up to the coffin, and the coffin fell over sideways. Oh, yeah, because he was also the, the old man yeah. that pushed the little uh, cart yeah. around sometimes. With root fuzzies. And, yeah, and, fuzzies. And, and she'd whack him with something, yeah. and he'd Gladys. fall over. Yeah. Yeah, because his, his he one line. He's a strange guy, wasn't he? Okay, who you got up there? one line. You believe in the hereafter? <laughs> oh, now you know what I'm here after. All <laughs> right. He's a little perv. A little perv. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, this was this was in the kind of uh, kind of the in the ironic passings. Uh, a guy named or a gal, I don't know, Noah Pothoven. Okay, everybody remembers her. Yeah, seventeen not. years old. Uh, he or she was a Dutch mental health activist and uh, lawyer. Oh. You know how they died? How? Voluntary starvation. Voluntary starvation. Wow. You know, I think when we were 17 years old, we said, hey, let's just starve ourselves to get some attention. Hell, I didn't have to starve myself, man. I starved naturally. We were that poor. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking, you're a mental health you're a mental health activist, but yet you're starving yourself. Somehow you're, there's there's like some there's some irony there somewhere that yeah uh, well most mental health activists probably have mental health issues or you know they maybe you know maybe you know daddy wanted a boy or, or something you know I don't know look at Sigmund Freud man he's proved proof that psychiatrists or people in that field ain't necessarily right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hey you got anything else uh, I got one uh, also this past week we lost uh. Business magnate H. Ross Perot. Oh, yeah, Ross was my dude, man. You know what? That guy, he like, I like to touch it, feel it, squeeze it. You know, he like, he he wanted to have his hands all over it. And, uh, but, but then he kind of chickened out because he said his family was getting death threats. Everybody's family gets death threats. Sports, but, but the dude, I think, I'm telling you, if he would have been the president, I think he could have been a good president in the mold of kind of a Donald Trump. Yeah. One of the things that kind of led to his downfall, he, he addressed, this was like kind of right in, right around in May or June of that year. He was, he addressed, uh, it was like a, 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 an NAACP convention or something. He was a speaker and he started talking and he said, you people. And Got it with crickets and apparently. But they, they were people. Yeah. You see, that's the thing about parsing words gets on my nerves, yeah. man. And I know. Don't parse words. I, that really bugs me. But, uh, but Ross Perot, think about this. The dude got 19% of the vote. Yep. And he wasn't even on all the ballots. And he got, got Clinton elected. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't even on all the ballots. That's, yeah. that's amazing. It is. Show me another independent that's even come close to anything like that. I don't think. I know. Uh, Dana Carvey impersonating H. Ross. Yeah, he, and he was darn good at it, boy. <laughs> yeah. Dana Carvey was one of the greatest at uh, imper- like he had George Bush down. Yeah, George he, Bush. Had, uh, he had Ross Perot down. Uh, but uh, you know, did you know Dana Carvey? Uh, he went for some minor heart work, and uh, the doctor screwed up the surgery, and uh, darn near killed him. Yeah. So for a while, that's why you didn't see Dana Carvey. And he, yeah. I don't think he's ever really fully 100% come back to his old self. Yeah, because he was so irreverent and so, but uh, you know something like that will, will mess you up. That's true. Isn't he like sixty something nowadays? He's in the sixties, but hey, we're in our sixties, so. He's sixty-four, so well, he's actually two years older than you guys. Uh, no, 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 man, I'm sixty-eight years old, man, and I may look like a million dollars, but I feel like ten cents, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, my kids would say, yeah, Dad, you look like a million dollars, all green and wrinkled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
apparently, <laughs> that was good, though. hilarious. No, apparently he's suffering from angina pectoris, and he sued for medical malpractice and was awarded $8 million in damages. Yeah, now, most of us would keep that. He yeah. donates to the charity. Yeah, I wonder if wow. Tracy Morgan donated any of his money he got from Walmart to charity. Who was that again? Tracy Morgan. Oh, Tracy. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because he got that big. He's the one who talks like this. You know, he's annoying, but that's okay because now we had an accident. Wait, 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 wait. And he talks like this, wait, and no one can say anything. No, now, now you sound like. I'm a hero for coming up and talking. You sound like an Italian. I'm sorry. <laughs> you sound like a member of the mob. I'm oh, sorry. Now, Tracy, Tracy will smack you for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> All But, you know, Tracy, he's one of the weirdest, strangest comedians. Though. But I, I remember on um, when he had that character that he did, uh, where he was like a, um, a talk show host and uh, oh, fellows. Brian, Brian Fellows. Brian Fellows. He was funny in that. What a weird character. I encourage the audience to go to YouTube and find some Brian Fellows. Or download the SNL app on devices. They can actually see all of his Brian Fellows characters. Brian Fellows. One of the greatest guys off of those SNL shows and those like uh, Second City Television, all those great old uh, comedy shows and stuff used to be on. A guy that I don't see him anymore, but he was unbelievable was Will Sasso. Yeah. You remember Will Sasso? Absolutely. He had that character, Kenny Rogers. And I swear, man, if you could watch that dude and almost not pee your pants, there was something wrong with you, man. Uh, Kenny Rogers, Steven Seagal. He, he was, yeah, Steven Seagal. He was just funny. But then he left. Uh, was it was it Second City Television? Mad, was it, I thought it was Mad TV. Mad TV, yeah, Mad, TV, Mad TV, TV. That's what it was. He left Mad TV to go on more of a mainstream uh, comedy network show, and then he kind of just disappeared, faded into the background. Well, actually, actually it's funny because. Believe it or not, uh, during the time Matt TV was airing on Fox, uh, he actually got a call from WWE to uh, do, he, he, he did a uh, Stone Cold impression. And in 2002, at the early beginning of the year, uh, Chris Jericho was feuding with Austin, uh, which would lead up to their match at, um, the, uh, at the Royal Rumble for the um, Undisputed Championship. And he, Jericho confronted Austin, but it wasn't Austin. It was Will Sasso doing his... Stone Cold impression. Yeah, really sad. Uh, and, and he would, he would, he actually on that TV, he did a, a bit where he played Stone Cold with Stone Cold's character wife Deborah, and Stone Cold, the real one, played uh, Tony Little advertising an exercise product, which was just a piece of cardboard to do push ups on. Tony Little. So, yeah, no, Will Sarso is an incredible actor. Incredible. I loved him in the uh, movie version of The Three Stooges. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was excellent. That, that, that was a very well casted. I, I, the original, Benny Del Toro was one of the original cast in that. And one of the some guys that I was like, oh, yeah. But then, uh, then they come up with these three guys. I was really skeptical because I'd never seen the guy that was going to play Mo. Didn't know nothing about him. Yeah. But he had, he wasn't, he didn't have Mo's look down perfect. But he had Mo's character, character and stuff like that, you know, and, and animation had it yeah. down real good. Yeah. The guy that really shocked me though was the guy that played Larry. Okay, uh, uh, because I he was in that show. Um, uh, what was that show he was in? Uh, not. Uh, Who's the? Oh, who was the? Uh, oh, who's that guy? Not, uh, not the Seinfeld guy, huh? No, no, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Um, Mike, or it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Crates. Yeah, 
No, not Kramer. The uh, other guy, Larry Donald, or Larry. Uh, we talking about Larry? Yeah. Uh, Larry uh, was played by Sean Hayes. And that, and that Sean Hayes, wasn't he from Will and Grace? Will and yeah. Grace, right? The okay. guy from Will. And that, when I saw that, when I saw that he was the guy casted to play that role, and I remember him from Will and Grace, I'm like, what? I don't think this is. But man, he was fantastic. He had Larry down to the mat. Hey. Those those three guys were so well casted. And Will Sasso, come on, man, nobody could do Curly Bear and Will Sasso. Funny nobody. Fact, Chris Diamantopoulos, who was uh, Mo in the Three Stooges movie, is now the current voice of Mickey Mouse for Disney. Mm, that's special. Well, wow, that's a okay. that's a career move. Whoa, whoa. Hey, it, it yeah. is. Disney, Disney, come on, man. Disney gobbles up everything. They're like a black hole. Uh, if people only realized how much stuff Disney owns, it's amazing. And you wonder why Disney has so much uh, play out there in the media and stuff like They own most of the damn Madonna's to the media. Yeah. Hey, and they're sinister. You know, the, the, I don't know if it's true or not, but going all the way back to Fantasia, the word on Disney was that members of Disney, maybe even Walt himself, were in the occult. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's a rumor that Walt Disney was like a closet <laughs> Nazi. Well, he did. He didn't. He, yeah, it was pretty well done, but he didn't like the Jews. Yeah, yeah. So, so Walt, I remember watching as a kid growing up. Couldn't wait to Sunday night to watch Wide World of Disney. Disney yeah, this is unbelievable, unbelievable stuff, man. Uh, and, yeah. And much like your uncle, he had his own. He has his own political views. But you know, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I just. Throw out what I've heard over the years. Some of it could be true. Some of it not be true. I don't know. Hey, you know. I'm not trying to demean anybody. I'm just saying it's out there. Hey, yeah. hey, you know, if if people didn't throw out things that they didn't know was true or false, Alex Jones wouldn't have the info wars. Yeah, Alex Jones, boy, he has a hard time staying on the air. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't throw any of this stuff out. Our houses would get all cluttered. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey. So uh, yeah, is it about time for us to head down the road? Yeah, maybe about time to. Your rocking, I think your rocking chair is calling you, brother. Put a bow on it. Yeah, put a bow on his pony. And in in 3D, man, now 3D is probably time for him to get out and start hitting the bars. Yeah, oh no, the only bar I'm hitting is the milk bar. The milk bar. Ooh, yeah. you're an exciting guy. Going hard to the paint. Yeah. Well, now, well, at least we know 3D won't be out getting in trouble. Yeah. Right, right. Well, so, so he'll I be get, here. I get enough trouble doing this show. Oh he'll yeah. Be, yeah. Well, he'll be here for the next show, and so is I. Well, this is Slappy White. And I'm Dr. D. And I'm out of my mind for staying on this show. Oh, that that's 3D. That's yeah, that's 3D. All right, then we'll catch you next time, and we'll be more prepared next time. We're, we're rank amateurs, as you can tell. Yeah, we promise we'll get better. And don't forget to uh, you know send us ideas. Oh, uh, hey, oh yeah, hey, we forgot to tell them our uh, Facebook address. Our Facebook is now the Dennis Effect Podcast. We are now on Facebook. It's still coming along, but we, 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 we promise the next couple of weeks it will be Purring like a newborn kid. So this page under construction. You just heard 3D, man. That's, that's the man. Okay, so until next if this, time. If this thing fails, we're going to have to slap him around. I'm, that's why they call me Slappy Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, until next time. All right, brother. Take care. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye.